Praise God. He supplies anyways. Amen? Oh, glory to God. How many of you feel his presence here? It's not just emotions, but, but you know he's here because he touched you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to open up with this devotional here. And it's something that, that I read every day with my wife. And uh, today's service is Jesus Christ doesn't change. God doesn't change. He doesn't change. And this devotion, we're going to make a decree at the end of this. And I'm going to read it from this book here. It's uh, called Hashem. And it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that something? There's nothing by accident. There's no coincidence with God. This was today's devotion. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our Lord and Savior never changes. He's eternal in and immutable. His plans and purposes never change. His plan of redemption is changeless. His gospel remains the same. His great love, his faithfulness, and his mercies are the same. He doesn't change. You can come to him. He's a loving father. There are those who mistakenly believe that the miracles have ceased. However, Christ is the same yesterday and forever. He is the same Lord who heals lepers, casts out devils, opens blind eyes, and causes the crippled to walk, causes deaf ears to open and the dumb to talk. Christ commanded the waves and the seas to be still. He walked on the water. He multiplied the fish and loaves to feed the multitudes and raised the dead. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power hasn't changed. He's not the God of yesterday. He is the same unlimited, all-powerful Christ, the Son of the living God who walked upon this earth 2,000 years ago. He is still the healer. He is the same miracle worker, and he will heal your body, bring restoration to your family, save your loved ones, release provision, and multiply your finances to meet your needs. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. That same resurrection power that rose Jesus from the dead, he dwells in each one of us. There's nothing that can overtake us. The only thing that the devil can take is what we give him, what we allow him to take. If we give up hope, he's going to take hope. If we... If we, if we, if we Leave healing, he's going to take our health. If you allow him to take your finances, he's going to steal from you. He only takes what we allow him to take. We have the same spirit. We have the same authority. That spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in you, the same power that raised Christ from the dead will also raise your moral body. He dwells within us. That's why... God the Father, when he sent his son, this isn't part of the message, this is a bonus. But when God sent his son, he knew that he could raise him from the dead. Jesus Christ willingly gave his life. Jesus Christ gave his, willing, gave his life willingly. Nobody took it. Because he knew the power of God. This is where the intimacy of God comes in, saints. He knew he spent time alone with the Father. He had times of intimacy with the Lord. 
And he knew that he could take his life and he could give it, he could take it back. It's the same Holy Spirit that dwells in each and every one of us. There's no reason why we should walk in defeat, that we should be sorrowful, that we should be poor and homeless. God is a God of, 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 pro, of provision. Yes. Amen. 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 He's not far, uh, far removed from you in the heavens. He has promised never to leave you or forsake you. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that they may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. What can man do to me? If God is for us, saints, who can be against us? So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. For what can man do to me? Make this declaration, amen? Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say it again. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I release my faith. I release my faith. I believe you will manifest. Your mighty, power Your mighty power on my behalf, on my behalf. and will work, work a miracle in my life. Do you believe that? Yes. Then give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you have your, your Bible, we're going to turn to 2 Kings, chapter 6, we'll start at verse 24. Are we there? We're going to read parts of chapter 6 and all of 7. And I'm going to read it through, and then, and then the Lord's going to give, give you what he gave me. And I'm so excited about this, Amen. But, you know, first, before we get into that, let me, let me give you a Reader's Digest version of what's going on here. The nation of Syria surrounded Samaria. They besieged it, so they were, they were starving. But we have to understand why were, they, why, were they be, why were they besieged. Because they had an evil king. The kingdom of Israel was divided. And the Bible says that a house divided cannot stand. Amen. You see, when King Solomon, when he reigned, the nation was united. After his death, another king arose, and they divided the kingdom of, of God. You have the northern kingdom. Now this king, God promised him that if he would follow in the ways of David, that God would, would grant him that kingdom. Amen? He would reign. But he was evil. And what they wanted, you know, every year, saints, we need to get this in our spirit, but every year the, the children of Israel were required to go to, to Jerusalem. Amen? They were required. But this king says one of the things he was saying, and you can read this in the Old Testament. He said it's too far. It's too far to go. I'll raise up, a, I'll build you a temple here. 
and we can worship the Lord here. He also raised up his own priests. You see, the priesthood was in the line of Aaron. It was the, the Arianic priesthood. But they started anointing other priests. And in, in 2 Timothy, they raised up another priesthood. They were worshiping other gods. You see, when you stray from God, the enemy comes in. The Bible says in Genesis that he's, he's subtle and more cunning than any beast of the field. See, all you, need to, all you have to do is give him an opening and he comes in. He comes in and he takes everything. Amen. So they started worshiping other gods. They said they, they worshiped the Lord, but, but li listen to 2 Timothy. It says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. You see, this is all part of the setup here that, that I'm trying to bring. You see, because the Old Testament, we could, we, they're not just stories, saints. They're not just good time stories we can read at night and comfort you. You know, we can learn from our history. If we don't learn from our history, we're going to do the same mistakes. And this is what's happening today. That's why the Lord gave me that word, because it's happening today. We're seeing it being manifested in our own lives. Our government, I'm not going to mention names, okay? I'm not getting into politics. But we know that our government isn't godly. They're promoting agendas that we as believers should deny. Amen? Amen. So the Bible says also, can we read... Uh, Luke eleven seventeen. Luke chapter eleven seventeen. I think it's. Amen. Amen. They have the, we have denominations now. God is His house isn't divided. You see, some people they they ha, they say they acknowledge God, but they deny His power. They deny the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is real. He's alive. And he dwells in you. The miracles of God, they're the same. They haven't died. They haven't stopped. We just stopped performing them. We stopped believing them. We stopped exercising them. And God wants to bring us back into that, that time of intimacy. was very important. They started backsliding. They started worshiping Baal. Okay? Baal worship. They were sacrificing their children. We have the same thing in another form or another name. And we're doing it. You think God is pleased with that as a nation? I'm setting this up so you can understand why the kingdom of Samaria was being surrounded by its enemy. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, verse 2, it says, When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. How many people do you hear? You watch the news. Come on. You watch the news. You know you're not, they're not happy. We're not happy with the situation. Amen? Because we have people that are in government that are not serving the Lord. They don't want to know his ways. They're taking the Bible out of school. They're, allowing, they're not allowing prayer. They're now coming against the priests of God, the, the body of Christ, and they're saying that the Bible is, is evil. That it's a doctrine of evil. 
They're persecuting the saints. This is happening today. It happened back then. Are you, see, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that parallel? Are you seeing that? If we don't learn from our past mistakes, our history, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to repeat them. When we sin in the northern kingdom of Israel, they sin. It's, it brings a separation. Because God, God loves his people, but if they don't want to serve him, he takes his hands off of them. He takes his hands away, and the enemy, he allows the enemy to come in because they don't want to know God. They don't want to serve him. They don't want to study, but they don't want to praise him or do anything. So the Lord says, it hurts him too. It hurts the Lord because he says, I, I love my children, but they don't want me. So they'd rather serve an, a God that that's not even real. He's not even alive. And they worship them. Let's turn to Exodus 20, verse 5. Can you turn that up there? It says, You shall not bow to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. You see? When we're not serving the Lord and we're chasing other gods, he says, they hate me. They hate me. They don't, want, they don't want no part of me. So he just walks away from them. This is what's happening today. This is what's happening in the United States. You know, November 8th, we're going to be electing some new people in office. And I'm not getting political again. But we have to know who we're voting for. Who, who do they support? What do they support? What God do they serve? Jesus said that you shall know them by the fruits that they bear. It's up to us to study. They have a, they have a history. They have a record. When they're in politics, they have a record what they support. Amen? We don't, we don't, we don't, I got to calm down here. But we don't vote for people that are just young, good looking, handsome, beautiful. You know, they dress nice. They talk good. That's not how you vote. Because they're not that way. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we ask the Lord, Lord, you show me. Who do you want? Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Heal our land. Amen? So that's kind of a background history of what was going on then. So I'm going to read right now from 2 Kings chapter 6, starting on verse 24. And it happened after that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. You see, because there was evil in the land. They didn't, the God, they didn't serve the Lord we serve. They sinned. They didn't want God. They worshipped other gods. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and, in, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and worth one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings 
for five shekels of silver. It was dog, uh, bird poop. Bird poop. This is the condition that they came into, where they fell into. Then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out and said unto him, saying, Help me, O Lord, king. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, where can I help you? Where can you, where can help, where can I find help from you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? There was nothing. You know, when he says that, when it says right here that they were eating, was it donkey's heads? They were eating things that weren't clean. They were eating unclean things. If you read your Bible, you'll see in the Bible where it talks about the things that the children of Israel were, where God said it, considered was to be clean. And they got into that point where they were just eating anything, even bird poop. Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered the woman and said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and I will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Come, you son, or give your son that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son. You see, they came down to the point of cannibalism. You know, saints, these things are happening today. The end of this month, Halloween, and people are, are ignorant of, that, of what they celebrate. They worship the dead. They sacrifice children. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I used to do that back then until I came to the understanding of what they're doing. This isn't of God. And why do we celebrate it? Why do we allow that to celebrate? It's time for us to start taking authority and pray and bind these works. Amen. Or go out and minister and tell the people the truth, what they're really actually celebrating. Tell them what they're doing on those days. They need their eyes open. God has given you his Holy Spirit. He's given you boldness. He's given you boldness to speak, to speak the truth. In verse 30, Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people looked, and there were underneath, uh, he, uh, he had sackcloth on his body. Sackcloth is, is for mourning. It's, it's humbling. Amen. I believe God was doing a work in him. He was getting his attention. I believe the Lord is getting the attention of the people, not just this nation, not just the state, but over the world. What we're going through is not just isolated here, but this is a worldwide thing. Verse 31. Then he said, God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. You see, they, they blame the prophets. Isn't it interesting now in these days that you're hearing more from the prophetic? You're hearing more of God's prophets coming up? And the prophets are to warn the people to wake them up. They're here to do battle against the enemy. God is raising up here among you prophets. Some of you are prophets. But it doesn't mean that, that you have no part of it. Yes, we all 
come together. We, we fight together. Amen. But you see how they blame the prophets. What do you hear in the news today? What are you hearing? The prophets are, they're not telling the truth. Amen? Some of the prophets are false. You have to be, if the word, if the word of the prophet doesn't line up with the word of God, don't receive it. But they're attacking the church, saints. They did the same here. We can learn from our past. We can learn from the past, amen? God put it there for a reason, so that we don't fall into those same snares, those same traps. Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? The king of, of, of Samaria, his father was Ahab. He had a good example, huh? Ahab, and his mother was Jezebel. He had a good example. We can learn, saints, how do, how do we talk before around our children? Because they learn. They pick it up. How, how are we talking in the world when we leave church or our house? How are we behaving? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still talking with them, there was a message, a messenger coming, uh, coming down to him. And then they, the king said, Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait from the Lord any longer? Let's look at that. Now the king is blaming the Lord. You see how subtle the enemy is? If you're not studying the word, if you're not in prayer, you're not worshiping, and things come upon you because he's very subtle. He's a snake. He's a snake. And he comes in. And what is the first thing that Satan did to Eve? He questioned God. Are you sure? Did God really say? You see how he does it? The enemy, he comes in and he brings doubt into your mind. Saints, we have to stand on the word of God. Amen. We have to know the word of God, what it says. What he says, what, what God is speaking to me. What is he speaking to sister? What is he speaking to you, sister? What's he speaking to you? What's he saying to you? We, can't, we won't know if we don't read. If we don't read, we don't know. And the, and the, ministers, the ministry, we can't tell you. We can't read everything, the Bible, to you. Because some places you only got an hour and then they kick you out. You got to go. We got to wait for another group. So it's up to everybody's responsibility, saints. To read and study. God will open your understanding and he will teach you. That's what Jesus promised us. He said, I must, I must leave. But I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to comfort you. Because you're going to go through things. We go through trials. We go through things. Amen. But the Holy Spirit's coming alongside us. That we're not walking this path alone. He's here to strengthen you, to comfort you. Amen. He's going to see you through the end. He said that he will teach you. That we won't need a man to teach us. He's going to teach you. He's going to give you the revelation. As you, as you spend time with the Lord, he's going to open up revelation. He's going to reveal Jesus the Christ to you. Amen. He's going to reveal himself to you. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 
glory to God. You see, saints, it's, it's, it's happening the same. When I read the Bible, I, I see it. I see it in Psalms. They're coming against the church. Now they're coming against God. See, first the enemy brings question. Is that sure? Is, are you sure that's what the Lord said? And then doubt. Well, I don't think God really said that. I don't think God meant that. I don't think he meant that. I'm going to go call Pastor Fred. I'm going to go call Apostle Michael. I'm going to... Saints, we got to study the word for ourselves. Ask Holy Spirit, what does he mean? You see, because he, he brings... He starts questioning God. He starts bringing doubt into your mind. And then he says, rebellion, there's rebellion. God's the cause of this. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. They were doing it then. It's happening now. There's rebellion. Are you, are you, are you getting this tonight? I don't need an amen or a hallelujah. Because when I was reading this, I was getting all excited. You know, I'm, get, I'm all excited. And I'm, I'm like, wow, this is really great, you know. I'm giving you guys a break. But I was receiving all this. I said, wow, this is really good. And the Lord is ministering to me. He's showing me. He's teaching me. He does the same for you if you spend time with him. Amen. But you see, I was all excited. And I'm getting the revelation. I'm getting the understanding. And, and now when I'm giving it to you, you're, you're hearing it for the first time. And you're chewing on it. And I encourage you, saints, to look at this message, to look at all the messages that the that the Lord is bringing forth. And, and study them, hear them again. It, it builds up your faith. So I get all excited like that, you know. So I don't need an amen from you and all that because, because you're just hearing this from me right now, you know. Glory to God. Okay, break time's over. So he's blaming the Lord. Where am I at here? What verse was I at? Does anybody know? 33. Where? Okay, amen. Got it. Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? That's dangerous territory, saints. When you start relying on your own understanding, your own wisdom, your own power, amen? That, that's dangerous territory. Let's go to chapter 7. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. This is what God is saying today. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered and said to the man of God, and said, Look, if the Lord would, take, would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not hear it. In, James, in Hebrews 11, chapter 6, we can turn there. Hebrews 11, chapter 6, or chapter, oh my gosh. Hebrews 11, verse 6, what am I doing? I get excited, see? But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is what? That he's God, that nothing's impossible to him. He can do all things. That he is, and that he is a rewarder. What is that word? What does it say, saints? Rewarder. 
He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, saints, your time with the Lord, it's not wasted time. It's, it's not time that, oh, I'll never recoup, recoup that time. No, God says that he will reward you. And when he rewards you, he rewards you openly. Amen. So that all can see it. So without faith, saints, it's impossible to please God. This is what the right-hand man of the, of the king said. He didn't have any faith. He doubted God. In James 1.6, if we can turn there, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind. Let's go to the next seven and eight. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Next verse. Amen. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So here's a person that has no faith, or or maybe maybe we come and we're praying for God for something. Could be a breakthrough. Could be healing restoration in your family and you're praying to God and God says the Bible says that when we pray he listens he hears our prayers so if we know that he hears our prayers and that he will answer us because he will he'll never deny you any good thing amen, amen. so if we know that he hears us and he understands us then we keep that in our heart we don't allow unfaithfulness we don't allow doubt to come in or questioning God because it says that we're like the wave coming in and going out coming in and going out you're doubting you're double-minded and the Bible says that a man like that a person like that man or woman will not receive anything saints this is a battle that's a battle right there saints because when you're believing God for something and the enemy wants to take it he did that with Eve. He did that with Adam. He took it, and they didn't receive. When the enemy, when you ask God for them, you got to believe that He heard you and that He's that you're going to get it. And that's a battle sometimes because it sometimes it takes time. Especially if you're praying for someone, you know God's got to deal with their heart. But we have to believe and and stand and trust God that what He said, He's going to do. One of the scriptures that I love is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. Amen. See, I don't know how God's going to work in that person's mind or his heart. I don't know the circumstances that, that he has to get into for him to come to the Lord. But I trust God that he said that he'll make a way, Amen. that he will do it. Right. My God, the Lord Jesus, is a faithful God. Yes, it is. And he doesn't change. Verse 3. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said one to another, Why are we sitting here until we die? Remind me here chapter 4 or verse 4. I want to talk about the leprous person. Leprosy in the Bible represents sin. The picture of sin. We all were in sin. Every one of us were, sin, were in sin. But God's mercy 
upon us, Lord, you know, upon us, he redeemed us. Amen. But let's keep that in our, in our hearts right now because they're leprous people. They're in sin. They're outside the city. They're outside the city, the outside the city gate. You know, when you're in sin, our connection from God is severed. And we will not be able to enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 4, if we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we, and we shall die there. And we shall sit here, we, and if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, if the Syrians, if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. They were, they were that was it. Sometimes the Lord has to bring you to that point where, where you will humble yourself to God. Where you would just surrender all and, and confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. You, amen? amen. We're going to get to some good stuff, saints. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> you were all happy during worship. <laughs> and they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord, see, this is. I want you guys to get this into your spirit. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of the great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their houses, and their donkeys, and they fled their lives. They fled for their lives. You know, when I was studying this word, and he talks about the sound of the, you know, uh, the sound of, of, of the chariots. Amen. You know, God, I was reading, what I'm, and, and I encourage you all to, to get a study Bible. You know, and study your, 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 your scriptures and all that. But it said, they were saying that the, that the sound were the angels of the Lord. They heard the sound of the angels of the Lord. The Lord was fighting for them. God is so gracious. He's so merciful. He's so loving. He's so loving for us, you know, and he wants us to come back to him. And even though in their state of sin, God blessed them. God blessed the lepers. When I was in my, in my old state, my old nature, God blessed me as well. He's a loving God, and he cares for us. He wants us to come back. Can we turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2? I need to touch that. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. It says, For I am jealous for you. This is God talking to you. This is Him talking to me. For I am a jealous God for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband. Who is the husband that he's betrothed? We are the bride. I'm part of the bride, amen? Who is the bridegroom? Who is he? Who's the husband? His name is Jesus Christ, if you don't know. He's the bridegroom. That I may present you, that's us, as a chaste virgin to Christ. Surrendered to God, loving him, serving him, being faithful to him. This is what God's desire. 
This is a good thing. You can smile. God's jealous for you. <laughs> he loves me. I'll put it that He loves me. He's jealous for me. Amen. Ay, 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 you guys. But anyway, so the, the Lord brought this the The enemies flee because they, I really believe, and that's true, that they hear the angels. They, they, they hear the angels. We see, that, we see the same thing in the Old Testament about Gideon. 300 men defeating the enemy. They heard the sound. They heard the sound. King David, when he asked the Lord many times, should I go, Lord? Should I fight him? The Lord says, no. Only until you hear the, the sound of the trees. Those were the angels. Amen. God's mighty angels. Yes. Elisha, when the prophet, was, when, his, when his servant was afraid, he said, Lord, look at them. They're, they they're surrounded us. What are we going to do? And the Lord said, open his eyes so that he could see. It doesn't matter your circumstances. God is saying, put your hope and your trust in me. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I am the great God. I can do anything. I can deliver you. I can heal you. I can restore everything that the enemy can. Get your eyes off your circumstances, no matter how big they are, and put your eyes on the bigness of God, his greatness. You see, this is our mistake. I get a phone call or something or a bill, and, and I'm all fearful. I'm worried, and my, eyes are, my ears are hearing that report, and I believe that report. I look at the bills. I say, wow, I got to pay all this. And it takes my eyes off of God's greatness. Are you getting this, saints? Yes. I'm saying this with, with power because this is what the Lord is telling you. We have to get our eyes on what we see, how we feel, what we're going through, and keep your eyes on God's faithfulness. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is something that we can hang on to. We can hope on to. Are you getting this? Yes. That's why I got all excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay, verse 6. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites, the kings of the Egyptians, to attack us. They were hearing the angels. God only needs one angel. That's all he needs to defeat an army. This is how much God loves you. How he fights for you. You know each one of us has an angel. Amen. What are we doing with that angel? Are we just sitting there and allow the enemy to attack us? Are we giving that an angel an assignment? We got to tell our we got to ask our angel, "Hey, you fight this enemy. The Lord will declare God's word, and He'll go on assignment for us." Therefore, the king arose and fled at twilight, and left the camp intact. The tents they had housing. Many of God's people are worried about housing. God provides a shelter for us. Amen. He provides housing. Get your eyes off your lack and put them on God's faithfulness. Horses, transportation. They left horses, the transportation. 
and their donkeys. Donkeys, to me, I was getting was like big trucks, delivery. Some of you have, you know, big, powerful, fast cars, you know, maybe nice luxury cars. Those are your horses. Some of us, we need to bring in the increase. We can't carry it in the car, so we need a truck. There's your donkeys. <laughs> and they fled for their lives. They left all that. The wealth of the wicked is stored for the just. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. And when the lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one of the tent and went to one tent. And they ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went in and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some of them, uh, some, from there, uh, some from there also and went and hid it. So here they are, these lepers, and they found a good thing. They were sinners. And God provided for them. He caused the enemy to flee. There was tents for them. They didn't have tents. They had food. They were eating scraps. They had donkeys and horses. You see, when you come into the kingdom of God, God provides for you. Amen. And he's our provider. This is how loving God is towards us. He's a good father. He's a loving God. And he, and he cares for his people. So the, here they are, and they're eating. They're eating, and, and, and they're hiding all this. They got clothes. They got new clothes. We're clothed in righteousness, saints. We have the blood of Jesus covering us. We have the aprons of blood, you know, that cover you. Symbolic of the blood. We're forgiven. We have the purple. is royalty. We have... The coverings of blue. Amen? Jesus Christ. We have white righteousness. The clothing. God's clothing us, saints. He's clothing you. So they ate, and they were hiding it. Then they said to one another, We're not doing right this day. Is a day of good news. What is the good news, saints? When I read that, it's like, what is the good news? What is the good news? It's the gospel. It's the gospel, saints. They're eating and partaking of all that God has given them. They have health. You have provision. You have righteousness with God. They're receiving all, they're eating it. When you come to here, when you go to church, what are you receiving? We came here and we had worship. God set a banquet here for us. You enter into his worship where there's total provision and continuous supply. He's alongside you. He's fighting for you. We have the word. It encourages you. It strengthens you. We're going to take communion today. We're going to have fellowship. And, you know, this is what I'm saying. The church as a body, they were, the lepers, they were coming in and they were receiving it. They were keeping it all for themselves. You see, saints, we can't keep it to ourselves. We have this good news. <laughs> we have the gospel that we need to take back. <clears throat> so it says, this is a day of good news. And if we remain silent, we, if, we, if we wait until morning night, morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go 
and tell the king's household, we have to work while it's day. There's still daylight, saints. There's time to, to reach out and touch those people that are in darkness. It's time, there's going to be a time for where no man works. It'll be night. But while it's still day, God is encouraging us that I'm with you, I love you, I will provide for you. You know, and just take this good news back. Don't hoard it up for yourself. God has plenty. God has plenty. He doesn't run out. And if he needs more, he can make it. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents intact. You see how, how loving God is? Samaria was in sin, worshiping other, god, other, god, other gods, worshiping Baal. They didn't want to hear from God, and God had to take his hand away. But even in that, God, his desire for that saints, you need to get a hold of this. It's not to punish you. It's to draw you back to, where you first, where you, to your first true love. To come back to where your provision was met. Where you felt peace in your heart. Even though you're going through a storm, he wants to bring you back along his side. And he says, I'll fight for the battle. It's not yours, but the battle is the, is the Lord's. Amen. You see, so he allows this thing sometimes to draw you back to him. That was God's intention. That's always his heart, to draw us back to the one true God. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. That's for today right now. Hallelujah. I pray Hallelujah. that you would receive that. Amen. And how many of you got what the Lord was giving me? Yes, I encourage you to, to read it yourself. Yes. Let the... You know, when I was reading this, the Lord was taking me a different direction. And I was, me and my wife were studying, and we were going towards sounds. You know, and as I was reading the Word of God, He opened my eyes up to the, to the lepers, to the good news. You see, this is, this is why when you read the Word, don't just read it, but meditate on it, chew it. Think about it. Let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit teach you, bring the revelation. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah.